Welcome to the 904 Together podcast. I'm Tom Patton. On this podcast, we're talking to a variety of business owners across the 904 area code about how they're facing the challenges of COVID-19. And of course, no one would dispute that it's a challenging time to be in business. We're also talking about how they plan to move forward in the post-COVID-19 era. My guest on this episode is Dr. Wendy Norfleet. Wendy is the CEO of Norfleet Integrated Solutions. And Wendy, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So first of all, talk to me about Norfleet Integrated Solutions. What is your business? Well, my business is um, a focus on training, leadership development, and coaching. And they kind of tie in together. Um, we get a lot of people that know they need something, not sure what. Sometimes it's just they need someone accountability. They need someone to kind of guide them. Some people need full-blown out training. And then um, I have a lot of experience in leadership coaching. And so we have a leadership development program for both emerging and seasoned leaders. So what effect has the COVID-19 pandemic had on your business? Well, it has canceled all my business for March and April. Luckily, I had one thing earlier, um, I think the first week in March, that was good. But everything else from March has been canceled um, all of April, and it looks like probably all of May. So it has been had a drastic effect. I have had a few new clients, and I moved them online, but um, it only made a dent in what you know, I lost. So I'm, I'm assuming that all of your business is pretty much face to face. It was. And that was, um, I would say probably 80%. Um, I have been picked up as a sub on several contracts, federal contracts. And those, thankfully, with the exception of one, have all been online. Um, and so we use different platforms to deliver to the Department of Defense, the United States Army, and a couple other um, military groups or state groups. So that part has been really good. Um, unfortunately, though, this kind of slowed everybody because, you know, even the government agencies right now are not looking at training. They're trying to just keep everybody safe. You know, in this era of Zoom and GoToMeeting and all of these things, what are the what has prevented you from moving some of those training scenarios to an online scenario? Well, I actually have been thinking about that, and I'm actually looking at platforms right now. I'm pretty much focused on one platform that I'm testing out right now. So it has been nothing. It's just that business was really good. My clients seem to prefer it. A lot of times they would add me on as a day when they have um, conferences or things like that. So it was, it's it's really worked out. Um, however, just like everyone else, you know, I'm going to have a new normal. And so I think that I am going to be doing more and more online. Do you have other people that are working for you that are involved in training? Yes, um, I have seven contractors and um, our areas of specialty. We're all um, instructional designers, but we all have different areas of specialty. Mine is IT and leadership. And then I have, you know, people with human resources and um we have um, communication. We have, and so a lot of us are varied, and then some of them are very specific. Like I had artificial intelligence training um, for the government, and of course, while I know a lot about it, I've never actually created any project with artificial intelligence. Right. So I designed it, and I did the first day, but then I had um, one of my consultants, who's an MIT professor, do two days, and then another person do the other two days. 
So are you working remotely with those uh, with those contractors? Do you get together, have meetings online and and do the things that you might normally do in an office? Yes, we do. And so we that's what I said. So we've been using it, just haven't used it ex- unless the client we haven't really steered the client to online. We usually let the client pick it. Now we are actually building up an online platform. How have the needs of your clients changed during this pandemic? What are the different kinds of training they're looking for right now? Well, I'm hoping um, I have a couple of new, um, these are just individual managers who have reached out to me um, and they're kind of focusing on, you know, what should I do? I know we're not going to be able to go back to work as usual. Help me to help my people. And so I'm actually hoping in the next week or two to introduce a change management um, type of training. It's a really quick, um, um, very quick training, but it's going to be very directed at this recovering from the COVID-19. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why do they feel like they're not going to be able to go back to something that was what was normal before this all happened? Well, first of all, we have space issues because a lot of people are not going to be able to have everyone come back just because people are don't want to be too close to someone physically. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then and also to keep, you know, the distance and a lot of times. uh, Well, I would say in a lot of cases that a lot of people have kids. I know I have kids and that this is a whole new ball game. I am homeschooling that I didn't never wanted to do. <laughs> and um, and so there's people who can't go back to work. Schools are right now going through June 3rd and we don't even know if summer camps are going to be open yet. Yeah. Well, and, and I would assume that schools will be open again next fall, but who knows how that's all going to pan out. Do they see this as, as a long-term thing or is this more of a short-term change in how they're going to be able to do business and eventually say a year, 18 months down the road, perhaps when there's a vaccine developed or whatever is going to try to make this a, a not be a pandemic again, do they foresee themselves going back to doing business the way we used to? Um, yes and no. As some companies see that, you know, some companies have been afraid to go virtual or allow workers to work remote because they feel that, and and a lot of people have this misconception that remote workers don't really work. You know, they're there when they have to be, but they don't work. Because they've never tried it. (laughs) Right, of course. And so now everyone is trying it. And so I was on a meeting with a group of leaders, about 60, 65 of us on Tuesday. And it was amazing. They were like, oh my goodness, I work 24 seven when I'm at home. Because sometimes I don't know how to shut it off. And they said, oh, my sure. goodness, we've probably been really working people, the few people that we had remote, because we didn't really think they worked. So I think appreciation has gone up. I think people's attitude. And I think now companies may be more receptive to remote workers. I think you may be right. I know I haven't gone to an office in probably 11 years. I've, I've worked from home for that long in, in the gig economy. And yeah, it, it's you. if you allow yourself to, you can never put it down. If your computer is on, you can be working. And it takes a certain discipline for the person working at home to not work. Right. And so we have to find our, our new balance, our new work-life balance. And it is different because for me, certain hours in a day, I have to be with my daughter. And and so I'm working, uh, you know, around that. And so my work hours are probably not what most people say are good work hours, but it works for us. And it's a good balance because when I shut off at night, I shut off. 
So let's go back and talk a little bit about when you talk to executives, uh, mm-hmm. various companies, and I assume you work around the country. And, and particularly, it's interesting because you're the first person that I've talked to that's had government contracts. What are you hearing from those executives that you're working with? Are they are, are they anticipating that there's going to be, as now we start to open up a little bit again, more of a return to normal? Or is uh, are they foreseeing long-term changes? Um, I think they are optimistic that eventually we get back to normal, but I think everybody has taken off the rose colored glasses. You know, they don't think that we're going to go back as soon as they say it's open on Monday or, you know, even if he says in two weeks that everybody can resume a hundred percent, that it's going to be a hundred percent because not only do you have to do deal with it being open, you have to deal with people's mindset because I know some people at Bank of America and they just, you know, we were just talking a conversation. Uh, we were on a meeting and they said, you know, if I have to go back, I will. But if they offer us a choice, I don't want to go back right away. Well, some, and for, I <laughs> yeah, for some people, this whole working at home thing is very attractive. It right. Really but is. it's not even just that. I mean, I know people who want to go back to work, but they just they're hesitant because they say, well, we want to know what the policies are going to be in place as far as to keep the physical distance, to make sure that we don't have to go into an auditorium together with no not enough spacing. So a lot of it is wait and see. Are your clients looking for answers to specific questions to deal with the pandemic and how they go forward? Some of them are. I'm one I'm working with right now has very specific questions. Um, the whole team is working from home. They've always been allowed to work one day remote just so they can get things done, you know, spend time with their kids. Maybe if they, you know, if they have an outing at school, they can work around it. Things like that. It was just a nice perk. But now, um, they're looking for how do I make them feel comfortable coming in again? And especially with the ones with young kids, because it's like, okay, what do I do now? How do I make sure that no one feels slighted because this person has a young child and they have to work at home at least for the next month, whereas I'm making these people come in. And that is going to be a different, an interesting balance that companies have to strike because, you know, sometimes people without children look at the people with children. Why do they get those special considerations? And maybe now those considerations will be extended out because they understand, companies will understand that working from home is not, uh, you don't have to be standing over people all the time to make sure they're productive. Right. And I have a couple, I was I was on a couple of calls this week, I've been on a lot of calls because people now that the governor has said that we're going to go back next week at a reduced percentage, people are trying to figure out what to do. And so a couple of companies already said, we're not coming back for the next month. We're not going to come back. We're going to take this time to really strategize and make sure that we have a good plan and we're figuring out what we want to do with remote working because we see this as a viable option, maybe not for everyone, but let's figure out what makes sense for us. All I was really hoping was that my barbershop was going to get to reopen. (laughs) (laughs) I was on a call with some of the leaders in Jacksonville yesterday. You should have seen some of the hair. (laughs) Bet. Uh, I I normally, I normally wear it really close and short and it is, um, it's getting pretty shaggy at this point. So I've uh, never seen so many beers before. (laughs) Well, there's that. And my wife really wants the nail salon to open. (laughs) And I understand why those things are kind of, you know, in a second tier because that is a very up close and personal 
all kinds of business. It is. And they would have to kind of make sure they have enough because they have to do a lot of stuff in between people. And I, I mean, I think they've always been, um, you know, conscious of that, but not to the point where they change the mask in between each person, where they, you know what I mean? They sanitize themselves between each person. So it's a lot to think about. Yeah, it sure is. Wendy, what lessons are you going to be able to incorporate into your business from from this period? Well, I um, hope to release our platform by the end of May, our online platform. We will be offering both synchronous and asynchronous training online and coaching. What does does that mean? Tell me what that means. So right now, like you said, a lot of my business have been face to face. So with the exception of, you know, some of my uh, government um, where I'm picked up as a sub. But now I want to uh, probably be more um, offensive <laughs> if you look using the football team. So I want to so I want to make sure that I'm offering um, these things up front, not you have to ask me for it. I have to create it. Let's make sure we already have a platform. So if you need us to put something on the platform for you, that's online. And that means that if you know, maybe they're in remote locations and they want to do it at their leisure and it's asynchronous, that's great. But what if we need to make sure that we're all on together and maybe we need to do a, a you know, a teaching session. And so a training session where it's a live trainer, we can also do that. And so that was really important to me, which took me a little bit longer to find my platform. because I wanted to be able to offer both all in one platform. Do you foresee a time when, I mean, we can keep hearing from, uh, Dr. Fauci, particularly that we'll never shake hands again. I don't particularly happen to believe that. How do you feel about when it comes back to, to personal contact like that? I don't think that's true. I think that as and I think most of us know some people that we trust. We have a, we have all have a circle of um, people. OK, our circle. Mm-hmm. And so I think for our for each of us, our circle is considered safe. And so we probably will start with that and then we will slowly out, go out from that. But I do think it will be slow to come back. Um, but I, I do think it'll come back. I think we are social. I think humans are social and we, we need that. I tend to agree with that. And we get so much of our business from networking and, and personal connections that way that it, you it's going to be a, difficult to build a business without being able to have those kinds of personal connections. Right. Because a lot of times I got a lot of my business just based on going out and meeting with people and talk, say, hey, I want to work with you. You know, I got a lot of my coaching clients like that because the coaching is something that's personal. You want to make sure you have trust and confidence in who's coaching and giving you advice. Can you do executive coaching remotely or or do I'm you doing prefer? I'm it now. Believe it, I have two people that I, they were new and I had just signed them on before this happened. And I offered them, um, I did offer them a slight discount because I didn't know if it would work or not. And we have weekly sessions. And how's that working out? Is it? It is working great. Do you find to like it? And it's very interactive. I'm using Zoom so we can see each other. Um, It's just it's so far it's working great. I'm not going to say it's going to work great in all instances, but it's working great now. Do those executives that you're working on with coaching are and I won't ask you the nature of their businesses, but do they foresee major changes in the way that they do business going forward as the country begins to open up again? They see change. They do see changes. They see changes that um, um, even to the point where one of them was thinking of maybe opening an additional physical space and now rethinking that, you know what, 
we've been able to work for approximately six weeks remotely. Maybe we don't need to offer, we open up an, you know, another space. Maybe we can now figure out who can work remotely. And, and that will certainly be a, a cost savings, I would think, for businesses if they're if they don't have to expand their physical location. Or I mean, I know a lot of people like a nice office, and it's kind of a way of saying I've arrived. I go to a nice office, right. and and that's part of the the whole cachet of being a an executive. But um, on the bottom line, it might not be necessary. Right, and so I think this that's why some companies are taking this time where. You know, they may have essential workers come in, but they're really trying to take the time to really rethink this. If you notice that even in Georgia, there were some restaurants that didn't open. Um, They chose not to open. They featured a couple of them because they said, you know what, we want to take a couple of weeks to figure out what's best for us. And I think that will happen here on Monday as well when the restaurants are allowed to reopen um, and at a reduced capacity, both outdoors and indoors. But I think there will be some that are just going to sit back and say, you know what, let's wait and see what happens to those numbers before we open our doors. Right. Because some of them have already said they think they're going to just continue carry out for at least a week or so just to figure out what's going on. Well, I, I do agree that we are a social society. We like that one-on-one contact. We like the warmth of a handshake to close a deal. We like a lot of those things. So it's my personal hope that as you know, as this winds up in our wake, that we'll be able to go back and do those things again because that was that was an important part of doing business for me. It is. I think it is. I can't tell you how many times I, you know, maybe fifteen to twenty in a week to have like coffee meetings, and they're not long, maybe half an hour, but they're those. I'm so productive, and. You know, I've had a couple virtually where we have coffee. I've went to a couple of virtual happy hours. Those have been productive, um, but they're not the same. But I do realize that we are social. We need those. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, you know, we're going to take what we can get at this point, right? But I think a lot of us um, are looking forward to when we can be together again. What have I missed, Wendy? What else would you like to say to folks who are listening? Well, if you're thinking about anything with leadership, um, training, or coaching, I hope you consider Northfleet Integrated Solutions. Um, Our website is northfleetsolutions.com, and our number is 904-530-1800. And if you'll send me that information in an email, I will make sure that gets posted when I post this podcast. Okay. I really appreciate that, Tom. All right, Wendy. Thank you very much for your time. If you'd like to be a part of this podcast, drop me an email. I'm tcpatton813 at gmail.com. This podcast is supported in part by listeners like you. Visit the homepage on anchor.fm and learn how you can support the program. We'll be posting new podcasts each Monday and Thursday to the 904 Together Facebook page, so I hope you'll join us again next time. You can also get previous podcasts at the anchor.fm homepage. For now, and especially now, remember to find the opportunity in every challenge. I'm Tom Patton.